Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is the Saturday podcast presented by our friends at Iowa Pork. Should be a beautiful weekend in the state of Iowa. You know, hop out and throw some pork chops on the grill. Yeah. Maybe throw a nice pork loin on the smoker. Both those sound so good right now. Maybe some ribs. That's the sweet tones of intern Brandon. (laughs) The sweet tones. I love that. How you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. It was cool to watch, um, kind of give it away, watch practice today a little bit. That is what we're going to be talking about today on the Saturday podcast, Iowa State holding its first day of fall camp. First of all, I want to remind everybody, if you like what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic, if you like intern Brandon as much as my cousin Ben in Oregon does, consider you know donating a couple bucks a month to the Cyclone Fanatic Patreon account. You can find that right there on the Cyclone Fanatic homepage. It's, there's a big orange button that says become a patron. Or if you like supporting Cyclone Fanatic, maybe you want to do so with some T-shirts, a nice pocket tee, a black polo. You can find those at teamcloset.com slash Cyclone Fanatic. Rumor has it we're going to even have some stuff out at the State Fair. So maybe if you're out at the State Fair, you've had a few ice-cold beers, you're getting ready to enjoy uh, the true great American Toby Keith, (laughs) and you come across a Cyclone Fanatic T-shirt, I don't know how you could ever possibly turn that down. You can't pass it up. You can't pass that opportunity up. Is there anybody else that I need a pub? Can you think of anybody? That's everybody, right? That's pretty much everyone. I think that's everybody. I think you nailed it. Uh, And like I said, presented, as always, here on the Saturday Podcast by our friends at Iowa Pork. All right. First practice session of the day is done. We are going to talk a little bit about that here. And then we'll take a break. And we will come back, actually, this evening. Iowa State will have the second part of uh, of their first day of practice and we'll give some thoughts on that in part two of this podcast Brandon this was your first Iowa State football practice how did uh how did how did it feel to be out there it was good I uh it's crazy it kind of reminded me of played a little football in high school so it kind of reminded me it's just crazy like that atmosphere the energy everything was just awesome like I mean they weren't full pads or anything obviously mm-hmm. but you can tell everyone was excited about just everything it was first day it was great see what i love about these first days or even media day obviously i wasn't i wasn't here for media day this year but there's so much positivity you know is everybody's zero and zero everybody's undefeated and in the past you'd come to these practices and you would hope that iowa state would be a little bit better you know i'm I'm not saying like last year or the year before like really pre-campbell era you know the last couple years of those roads teams and obviously you'd get out to practice and you're like man they look you know, they look, they look okay. Yeah. They look pretty good. And then you'd see them on the field on a Saturday, and you're like, oh, man, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, this ain't good. Uh, but I think you could go out there today, and I wrote this in my observations that are on the site right now. I, I legitimately believe that this is the most physically impressive team that I've seen at Iowa State, just where every guy on the football field looks like a dude who could contribute to a college football team. Yeah, and that's something I noticed the first thing. When those guys are lined up just doing their stretching drills and everything at the beginning, I'm like, we have size. Yeah. Like, we have some dudes that seriously look like, you know, they belong in the Big 12. Like, these are some big guys, so. Yeah, big guys along the offensive line, uh, big guys in the receiving core. I mean, I know how big of a, a LaMichael Petway fan you are. Yes, I've been conducting the hype train. That dude is a is a physical freak. Yes, he is. He's going to be a bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just built like a monster. You know, and Keem Butler obviously was physically imposing last year, but I think it was as much as anything, it was his length 
and and then you see his speed and everything that really made you that that kind of was like wow but you just look at Lamichael Petway and how solidly built he is you don't have to see that much from him to just be like yeah that dude's going to be able to move some people yeah. you know and hopefully he can catch the football too but you know, if nothing else, that's a grown-ass man that's <laughs> yeah. out there compared to some of those dudes that he's going to have to be competing against at that uh, at that X position, you know, that you think about a Sean Shaw or a, uh, even a Joe Skates or somebody like that where they're, you know, all battling for playing time. That's a dude who's done it and, and looks the part yeah. of a Big 12 wide receiver. And I think, like, I think you kind of hit on it in your pieces. Him being in there, it's a veteran presence for those younger guys. Right. It's someone they can look up to and – I mean, yeah, he has all the tools from what we were seeing and everything we've seen as his time at Arkansas and everything like that. Yeah, and I think the the most impressive guy of the day, just in the way that they played, was Deshante Jones. Yeah, I'd he looks that. like a guy who's just prepared to make a jump. I mean, maybe we're even underselling what Deshante Jones could do this year. Mm -hmm. Like he might be underrated. Would, would I be crazy to say that? No, I don't think so. Because I mean, I mean, I'm conducting the Michael Petway train, but. There's no reason why it can't be the other guy to step up. I mean, I think he was so consistent today, and I know it was kind of on air. And well, like, and he's been he's been so consistent for ever three years. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's just. But and that's the thing. He was so good his freshman year, went away a little bit his sophomore year, comes back last year and made some really nice plays. But at the same time, it's like you always knew Deshante Jones was going to be where you needed him to be, but you never were like, yeah, we need Deshante Jones to take over this game or something mm -hmm. like this. And today, he legitimately looked like a guy. That you sit there and it's like that guy could be a feature receiver. He could be a guy who gets you, who leads the team in receiving, in a majority of the games. Just on all of his routes, he looked so clean. Yeah, like coming out of the breaks, like he was open, open. It mm -hmm. wasn't like tight throws. Like he was just clean. Right. Yeah. Well, and he's making catches in traffic and everything. Yes. And that's, I feel like he is just going to be, he might be the safety blanket a little bit this year, mm -hmm. just because he's, he is the guy that everybody can trust the most because he's done it week in and week out yep. for for three years now and uh no i mean i was i was thoroughly impressed by him we didn't get to see a ton of what Tariq milton could do uh you know he made the one really nice catch it was brock purdy's first throw in one-on-one -on -one drills he made a really nice throw and, and Tariq made a tough catch on the sidelines but i mean i i was wowed by what deshante was able to do he he looked absolutely awesome yeah and i think like you said the consistent safety blanket thing i think jones is the type of guy Deshante, that if it's third and five and you need a slant or you mm -hmm. need a guy that you know it's going to move the chains, that's who you go for. Right. And Iowa State's had that guy these past couple. Well, and the, that's the, the positive, I think, is right now you've got a couple of those guys you can yeah. feel really good about. You've got Deshante. You've got, uh, I think you can feel good about what Tariq can do. Man, Chase Allen looked really Chase, good. Chase Allen looked, looked really good really catching really good. the football. I, I think that they, you know, you lose Hakeem. Obviously, you don't have Alan Lazard anymore after you know from two years ago, and those guys were both so good that you almost didn't like you needed the other people. But it's like if it's third and five, we're going to this guy, yeah. You know, or if it's if it's time to to move the chains, we're going to this dude, you know. Mm -hmm. And now there's so much. I think all of these guys have developed to the point that you can feel good about them on any given down, and you feel confident that they're going to get open and catch the football and. Uh, I'm not saying that wasn't always the way in the past, but it's going to be more balanced. And you're, I don't think you're going to see a guy who puts up the numbers that Hakeem did or see the, yeah. the guy who puts up the numbers that Allen did just because there's so many more guys who are capable of making a play that it, it, the, the pass offense – this might be crazy. This might sound ridiculous. Okay. The pass offense might put up better numbers this year just because it's going to be more, more spread balanced. out than, and more balanced than what it has been in the past. 
Yeah, I I don't think that's that crazy, and I'm the guy that projected uh, Kansas to win six games. Yeah. So I know crazy when I hear it. I, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's that ridiculous. I mean, the offense, like you said, there's so many weapons, and then just look at the weapons out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Like I saw a lot of those backs catching passes today, and they looked like natural. It was smooth. So just the weapons everywhere. I think this offense could be could be pretty good yeah yeah and we're going to get a chance to see the the freshman backs this afternoon so we'll give some more thoughts on them but uh it's hard with these practices to really take away anything too crazy just because you don't see full-on 11 on 11 yes you know you see this they didn't really even do seven on seven no while we were there yeah it was it was mostly just those the one-on-one drills between the receivers and they would all kind of alternate through everything but um, I mean, I think you just look at the team and it just looks different. They, yeah. they look different. They look like a, a team that should be picked to finish third in the Big 12. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm interested to see, you know, how some of these guys are able to progress. Uh, one defensive player I really do want to take note of is Anthony Johnson, which we've heard rave reviews about him in the past. Uh, obviously, he made some really nice plays as a true freshman this past year, you think back to that West Virginia game, he was really big in that one. He is as physical of a defensive back as I've seen covering this team. And I mean, and Brian Peavy was really, really physical. Mm -hmm. But Anthony Johnson, when you couple in his length, his athleticism, and then he looks strong. Yeah. I mean, against those, he he is able to make receivers do almost what he wants Wants them them to. to Yeah, and that's... uh, We'll, you know, we'll see if he can. He's able to carry that out onto the field on on Saturdays. But I, I think he's another guy that, when we look back on this season, maybe in November, at the end of November, it's like that's another dude who made major steps and is going to be a star in the Big Twelve here before too long. And like you could see it in the drills. Like yeah. I even hit on that piece I wrote about the weight gain. Like he has put on muscle. Like he looks solid and how aggressive he was. Yeah. Out of those breaks with those receivers, and we weren't wearing pads. It was like you know one-on-one drills, but he was aggressive and he was making plays in yeah. those drills. Yeah. No, I mean I'm excited to see what uh, what he's able to do on the field this year. Um, all right, what are you most excited about uh, for this afternoon? I'm interested to see the freshman backs. I think yeah, that's, I think that's got to be I it. I think that's what everyone's kind of interested to see, yeah. how they kind of blend in the offense and how they handle it. And right. I, I'm really intrigued by that because Iowa State has, you know, we had Montgomery. We had a guy that we're willing to, you know, give the ball every play. We trust him. This year it's kind of like, all right, who's the guy? And that's something I'm really intrigued to see tonight. Yeah, I think that that will definitely be the, the main takeaway coming out of uh, the afternoon session. Real Mitchell. How he throws the football, I think, will be another another piece of that. Um, man, I'm sure there's guys that are going to be out there that I haven't even – that I can't even think of. Some of the young offensive linemen, I think of a Joey Ramos and a uh, Trevor Downing and guys like that. Uh, I'm interested to, to see them get out there. Uh, yeah. You got any other thoughts from uh, this morning? Not really. I just – I think the energy and the positivity was just great. Yeah. That's something that's really sticking out to me is – just everyone's fired up and I know it's first day camp and obviously there's a lot of stuff to go on but just the energy was great so that was like basically my main takeaway was just yeah everything going on there yeah so we'll see Charlie Kohler this afternoon uh like I said Rial Mitchell Johnny Lang the freshman running backs uh 
and then most of the young offensive linemen. So I think those will all be kind of the, the big guys to, to keep an eye on. And, and that's who we're going to primarily touch on in part two of the Saturday podcast presented by Iowa Pork. We will talk to you guys again here in just a minute. Hey, guys, it's Williams. We'll get you back to your podcast here momentarily, but it's wanted to talk to you about eye care, of course, today. And my friends at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, they meet your whole family's vision needs. And they did that to me about a year ago where I got in and had my first eye exam since my childhood. Dr. Kruger was like, what are you doing, man? You got to come in and get your eyes checked more often. And I'm glad that I did. They found some stuff. They got me these designer glasses that I wear when I work now. When I'm creating content for you at CycloneFanatic.com, it has decreased my headaches incredibly. Uh, It's been fantastic. I I didn't even know half the stuff that Dr. Kruger was telling me about. And I'm assuming if you're a middle-aged guy like me, you're probably in the same boat. Get in there to Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Personalized eye care, designer eyewear. They've got same day, same week appointments, and they are really good people. And they help support us here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Welcome back to the Saturday podcast presented by Iowa Pork on CycloneFanatic.com. Does this sound weird to you for some reason? Really tinny? Oh, that sounds better. There we go. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Uh, Just got done with the second practice here at the Johnny Majors practice field in Ames. Not as many impressions, I think, for either one of us from that one. No, not really. Uh, I think one thing that we, there is of note, Easton Dean, who is a, you know, was recruited as a quarterback, true freshman uh, out of Kansas. He was working exclusively with the tight ends today. I expect that to be a position change that probably will stick. I don't think that that comes as much of a surprise to anybody. He's built a lot like the tight ends that Iowa State has on their team. Uh, I think that's really the only major newsworthy thing. Yeah, I mean, he looked good, though. Like, yeah. He looked like he like the routes and everything looked solid. Yeah, he looks like a guy who has a future at the tight end position. So keep that on your radar. I wouldn't be surprised to see that be something that, uh, you know, becomes official probably during fall camp. Um, we were both excited to see the true freshman running backs. Didn't get to see a ton from either one of them. But, I mean, I think you can say that both of them, they look good. They look like college running backs. Yeah, they fit. they fit the part for sure. Yeah, I mean, I just we really only got to see drills. We saw even less, I think, during this afternoon session than we did during the morning. I think I'd agree with that. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that the true freshman running backs look good. I thought that Sean Shaw looked like he's put on some good weight. Looked like he looked he made a couple nice plays in the one on ones. Uh, I would expect him to to maybe get some uh, reps this season. Darren Wilson, the junior college wide receiver. Uh, that just got on campus. I was pretty impressed with him. He's a guy that's really going to play for Iowa State this year. I think so, too. His routes looked really clean. Like, coming out of breaks, it was like boom, boom, boom. It it was impressive. I think you could definitely say, though, that the afternoon session, as far as the one-on-ones between receivers and the cornerbacks, was won by the cornerbacks. At least the top-level ones are the guys like uh, Amici Walker and uh, DJ Miller made some really nice plays, the true freshman out of Kansas City. Kamani King made a true, another true freshman. He made a nice play. Tavon Kyle made some nice plays. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I definitely would say that it was probably those guys that uh, won the day as yeah. far as what we saw. Yeah, I, I would say so, too. I mean, the the young guys on the offensive side show some, showed some things here and there, but the defense looked good. The mm-hmm. DBs looked – the energy, everything. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know what more 
really there is to add just because there wasn't much that we saw this afternoon that we didn't really touch on uh, during the first part of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back at it next week. All kinds of coverage from uh, Iowa State fall camp. And I'm sure that we'll you know, continue to have more and more things to, to pass along to you guys. And I'm sorry, really, we don't have more, but uh, just the format of way things are. And it's, it's nobody's fault. I mean, no. I, it, we, we're lucky to get the access that we do. Uh, you know, we just – there's not much for us to be able to pass along, especially after this afternoon, because it was uh, – I think that there's a – you can see a decided difference between the guys that we – a lot of the guys we saw this morning, the guys we saw this afternoon. Uh, and the next time we see them, it'll be uh, August 31st with the Northern Iowa Panthers in town for the season opener. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm super amped up. So there, there's just so much hype going into this yeah. season that – jacked for it yep all right thanks for to everybody for listening thanks to iowa pork for being the presenting sponsors of the saturday podcast we'll talk to you guys again on monday everybody have a great rest of your weekend